talk to you today about living with a sense of expectancy. How do I live with the expectation that something is going to happen, that there is a reality worth living into and living for? But before I get to that, I want to spend a minute or two on what you can expect in the days to come. We have been walking together for over a hundred episodes now through this book, Renovation of the Heart by Dallas Willard. I'm so grateful for this book, so grateful for Dallas, mostly grateful for the reality of life and spiritual transformation and meaning and purpose and love and hope and joy to which it all points. And I'm going to finish tomorrow. So I'll talk about why this has been so meaningful to me and some of what I have gained most from this book. I'd love to have you be a part of it and to invite you to think about what do you want to take away if you've been part of any of these conversations what do you want to incorporate into your life to pursue a life of being renovated from the inside? Then I'm going to take a few weeks off and my wife and I are going to go on a vacation. I will actually be reading some from a person who I will talk about uh, with you in weeks to come. So I'm very excited about that. And as well, I have a team of folks that work together with me on becomenew.me. And they're actually going to take a couple of weeks after some time off to look through, review, think back over what are some of their favorite Become New Dot Me devotionals over the last couple of years. And this will be a very cool chance for you to meet some folks on that team, to reflect, review, remember together. Maybe it'll be some new stuff if you've not been with us through this whole journey. So love to have you be a part of that. Also, we're going to send a survey out. We'd like to learn more about who's listening, who's part of the Fellowship of the Withered Hand, which is part of what we call ourselves, and how I, we can be most helpful to you. So when that survey comes, if you want to fill it out, I would be super grateful. Now for today, I have uh, a couple in my life who is looking very much forward to the arrival of a new child. And we get real creative when we talk about what it is to be pregnant, uh, being in a family way, um, having a bun in the oven, having a baby bump for some reason has come up over the last several years. But my favorite word for this is to be expecting. Gosh, what a great word. I am expecting. In other words, I'm not just grinding it out. I'm not just drifting from one day to the next. Something is coming. And it's not just a vague um, illusion. It's actually quite definite and I anticipate it. It's such an interesting thing that we would talk about uh, being pregnant as expecting. But the reality is that all of us, including those of us who have no intention of having a child or having another child, are meant to live with a sense of expectation. We all know what it is to learn from or serve under a great leader or a great boss or a great coach or a parent who sees something in us and expects something 
from us and for us and wants us to live with a sense of expectancy. And that brings me to what Dallas Willard writes on page 250 when he's talking about what does it mean to live as an apprentice of Jesus? We're all somebody's apprentice. We're all learning how to live life from somebody. But in particular, how do we live life with a sense that we're headed someplace, that we have a purpose, that we're actually intending to change? And this is what Dallas writes. Openly expect apprentices of Jesus to learn to do the various things that Jesus taught us to do. At present, there is no such expectation, no matter how elaborate our religious programs may be. We know in general that students respond to expectations and the lack of expectations to learn by doing what is expected of them. We are just that way. A dismaying amount of stuff would have to be worked through with already Christians to get them to do this. But that could be done. And there is no hope for real progress without, and then here's the triad, expectations. What do I expect? Realistic instruction. What are the methods or the means? And then recognition of progress. Dallas says, start with simple things like being genuinely kind to hostile people. That should be simple or returning blessing for cursing. Often we have plenty of opportunity to practice and refine these in our own families. Develop understanding of such situations. Role play them. Take testimonies of successes and failures. Give further teaching and practical suggestions. Keep going. We might think about keeping a journal um, of which things we have learned to do. What would my journal look like? Have I actually learned to do a single thing Jesus commanded? Which ones? Which ones have I not? And what am I doing about them? Paul lived with this sense of expectancy when he wrote to the church at Philippi in chapter 1, verse 20. He said, uh, I eagerly expect. My old teacher, Jerry Hawthorne, says that this is a word that's found only one other time in the New Testament, and it may be a word that Paul himself coined. And the picture behind it is of someone who is racing forward with their head straining, their eyes focused to see what is coming next, their heart pounding. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will be given sufficient courage so that whether in life or in death, Christ will be magnified in my life, in my body. Paul is not living with the expectancy that his suffering is going to go away. I find that very interesting and challenging and heartening. He's in change at that time. He may be dying. Might happen through my death, he says. He's expecting something deeper than an improvement in his circumstances. And that is the renovation of his heart. He expects this. He looks forward to it. I have been inspired about this just this last week. I went down to Atlanta. My friend Chuck is retiring, has retired now after many decades in medical practice as a doctor. And his brother-in-law, Wade, was there and talked about when he came to visit Chuck one time. And Chuck said, we got to go to Lowe's. It was on a Saturday. So they went to Lowe's and they got a bunch of insulation. And then they went to the home of a stranger. Wade didn't know. This was a patient of Chuck's who was low income, health issues, had two children, uh, lived in a home that was not insulated. 
and Chuck had found out about this. So, you know how rare it is for doctors to do house calls. Chuck went to this woman's home with Wade and spent a day in the attic crawling through rat droppings and everything else to insulate the home so that this mom of young children would have an insulated home to live in. On the other end of the AIDS spectrum, there was a letter from another family uh, whose mom was dying. I think she was about 90 years old. And Dr. Chuck went to where she lived to play a house call and ended up playing hymns and singing songs about God and faith and heaven and hope to this patient who is in the process of dying. And I thought how often my life is wrapped up in my own agenda and I was inspired when I heard these stories to think, uh, I can expect God to be at work in my life to prompt me to help other people in that kind of way. Where are you expecting love to show up? Where are you expecting today an opportunity for joy? Um, Chuck's old partner, Dr. K, had many, many, many stories to tell. One of them was the time when somebody came into the office and asked, where is Dr. K? And Chuck, Chuck's immediate response, this is just vintage Chuck. He is a goofy guy. And um, this didn't look like a patient, might be a medical supply salesman or something. So Chuck said, well, uh, he's going to tell you he didn't do it, but he did it. I know he did it. He told me he did it, but he's going to tell you he didn't do it. Uh, Chuck was just being absurd. What he didn't know is this was not a supply salesman. This was literally a deputy sheriff. And there had been a, uh, an event in a parking lot not far away where there had been a bump and Dr. K's license number had been given to the sheriff's office so that deputy sheriff was there to investigate him, to question him. And the first thing he hears is Chuck said, he did it, he's gonna tell you he didn't do it. Chuck didn't say what he did. So this is somebody who just brings life and healing and help to people. I thought, man, how often do I go through my days with blinders on? I'd love to do that. And then what gets in the way of my living expectantly? When I flew home from Atlanta, I, uh, when I was checking in at the, um, airport, I saw there was a flight that went back to San Jose, which is real near where I live, which is near where I had to have lunch on that day. And it was leaving at nine o'clock in the morning. I thought, man, I should have checked that out because that would have been really convenient instead of flying back to San Francisco. And then I looked at my ticket and I realized I had uh, made reservations to fly back into San Jose. Uh, and that was kind of genius. I had actually planned on leaving from San Francisco, but then flying back into San Jose, except I forgot about that months later when the flight took place. So I drove my car and left my car in San Francisco. And now I was flying back and I had to go to San Jose and get in a stupid Uber and have that driven all the way to San Francisco and get my stupid car out of the stupid parking lot and then drive it through a traffic jam all the way back down to San And it took so little for me to lose a sense of expectancy. And I have to remember, God is with me right now. And I got to live in these moments anyhow. I could live them with joy in a car and seek to talk people or redeem the time in some way that would bring a little life to somebody else. Or I could be miserable and frustrated with my own stupidity. I'm going to live either way. Why would I not live with a sense of expectation that Jesus is with me and he wants to do something with these moments? So that's the challenge. That's the invitation to today. I eagerly expect and hope that I will not be put to shame, that God is doing something to me. 
Expect to be different. Expect God to show up in your life. Expect opportunities to serve or at least bring a little joy to somebody. Expect it. And I'll see you next time. Guard your heart.